What's up, buddy? All right. <clears throat> um, how are we doing uh, sound-wise? Sound good. Okay. Me too much. You know, I don't have my fancy mic. I, I'm used to being in more of a studio atmosphere. It's okay. I have my mic, so. Okay, good. Um, I haven't slept in uh, 28 hours. Believable. Jet lag, time change, LA parties. No, not that at all. Uh, painting, painting, and 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 uh, and photographing. I'm excited. We got a date yet? Um, yeah. What's the I mean, point? It's, it's, What's the point of a date, really? I dates are overrated. I agree. I, like run, I run on feel. Right now, I'm feeling October. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like seriously, today, I, like yesterday, I was like. It's fucking October 8th. That's my birthday. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, I should get kids something. Actually, I should probably cut that out. I feel like that's information that could be used. To, <laughs> I don't know. Do something. How, how did I pull that out? I, I don't know. And you know what's shitty? Because October's the 10th month, but Julius Caesar totally fucked that up and added July and August. To make it the tenth month, because October should be the eighth month, and I'd be eight eight. Um, you realize that's not how it works. I'd made that up. I don't know how that works either. But I mean, think about I, it. I've heard September, I've heard some... October, November, December. That is. Oh, seven I, I through understand. 10. I understand yeah. seven through ten. I do. Um, at the same time, I've heard a number of people make these ridiculous claims about when they really should have been born. Okay, I have. A, I got a friend April seventh, which was yesterday, right? Uh, his birthday, and he claims that it's the April is the first month, and he was born on the seventh day, which is the day that God rested. Within the first month, okay. Okay, and I'm okay. like, that's that's what you're gonna, that's what you're coming up with. Time. What we're saying Time. is, it's a construct. What 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 I'm saying is, it's I'm just going by feel. I don't need days. I don't need weeks. I don't need months. It doesn't matter. You you just said you're oh you're the eighth month and he's the first month whatever who cares it's whenever i feel like it <laughs> so i'm feeling like by the time people are listening to this fucking podcast i'm done with the fucking digital reveal i fps or ipfs i don't know either one either Both one of them. will be loaded up. loaded up i just pick one or the other every time i say it love it um yeah no we're we're uh we're done had a crazy uh crazy week you know I, i'm out here on the uh the least coast agreed Ugh, god i can't handle it i can't it, it was 143 degrees yesterday that's too hot it's too hot it's too hot they were uh they weren't cooking ed- eggs on the sidewalk they were cooking eggs like on in, in like kitchens but they were near the sidewalk I didn't even know they ate eggs out there. It seems like a vegan only type of place. It's it's egg whites only. Free range. They, they were cooking egg whites on the sidewalk out here. <laughs> so dumb. It, it's it's eleven degrees in Brooklyn right now, and it's hundred and forty three here. Only three thousand miles between. Yeah. So so I came out. I I, I did a little talk on on Tuesday, which was nice. Went well. Saw some grotto people out there. So, so one that I hadn't seen before, Alexan came and hadn't, hadn't met him yet. So that was good. Uh, you know, I've, I've got this thing going. Did you see, you saw the news. 
about the party on Sunday? Yes, I did. Unfortunately, can't make it out to L.A., but that'll be fun for all those uh, least Coast people. Um, so I'm going to be doing a house party at a Laurel Canyon estate. I think that's like uh, that's a hot spot. I've heard of Laurel Canyon. I don't know where from. Yeah, I've but... heard of Laurel. I, I think I think it's like where the Mansons killed everybody. I don't know, but I I pretty much think that everywhere in LA is where the Mansons killed everybody. Yeah, that's it's not like just Cielo Drive. That's just the fancy place. That yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, like everywhere you go, they can get you. You don't come on. So yeah, no, but Laurel Canyon. You know what? We're getting security. <laughs> I feel safe. Um, but I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna lay out all 100 threes. Physicals. They're gonna love it. Oh my god! But this this very well could be the only time that all of them are together for public viewing. Yeah, because Coffee their, G's in, gonna get in his their, in their original state. Okay, Coffee G says he's gonna burn his. Okay, anybody else could take some some Cardinale uh, utility. For defrocking, right? Yep. This could be the only time that they're ever exhibited in their original state. How crazy is that? It's going to be awesome. I wish I had a couple more stops on this worldwide tour before they're disseminated. Would be, I know, I know. It would have been, it would have been cool. Um, but so far, you know, because I set up like a, a an Eventbrite for it, you know, which is a, a mechanism for. Uh, creating tickets to things that you really don't need tickets. Uh, so far, almost four people have responded. <laughs> you would have been better off selling an NFT to get you access. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm paying $418,000 for this house for two and a half hours. Four people are coming. Four people are coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. More people like RSV closer to the time. Like people don't know what the fuck they're doing. It was sprung on them pretty quickly, so I could see more people just, uh, you know, swinging. I through. set it up for Sunday, so that it's not Shamar Shabbash, so that so that Tron Quixote could come. Is it Ramadan right now? Uh, it is Ramadan as well. I didn't think about that, so that means smoothie can't come. Right, it's tough. You know what? It's Being this international that. and like inclusive of all these religions, we do have to. You know, it's all stacked. It's all stacked against me. I told I told Tron, I go, I did it on Sunday so that you can come. I understand that you don't do technology or anything on Saturdays. And he said, no, I don't do it on Sundays either. How is that even? Yeah. What? Is this self-imposed? Like, I, I guess. He's like, no, I, I'm really into it. What? This is a guy who runs NFT like ecosystems and like builds them out and like like website to, to minting to everything and he says he doesn't use technology weekends or most weekdays so is, does that include like driving a car somewhere i don't know he was on discord when he was telling me i'm like well what the fuck hmm. seems like there's not much technology to use if you're just like hey look at these threes that know. are physical this is this is what i'm up against and all this is why i don't like coming out here it's hot. Nobody else wants to be here. I don't like egg whites. <laughs> so three easy's done. That project's behind us. <laughs> yep. 20 no inserts one. in my wallet. I won that bet. <laughs> uh, I'd let you win. Yeah. Uh, I, we both knew that that was a, not going to happen. You, you, you need them more than I do. 
I could have been an ass and been like 50. No, here's what happened. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Okay. And you'll see it. You'll see it with the, re- with the, the digital reveal against the, the physicals that I showed. I haven't stopped painting. Yeah. I know you were doing a lot of detail work and um, I just can't, I just like, finally I'm like, okay, okay. That's I, I'm not touching them anymore. Like I could just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. And you'll have time to do that as you remove other traits, you know, you can always do little touch-ups on other stuff when you're using them, like updating them one by one. If you're covering something up and you notice something, you can always do a little dash of extra on something if you wanted to, but no need. Yeah, I could. Thanks. Thanks for the suggestion. You're Jesus welcome. Christ, like I don't have enough to do. <laughs> um, but it just means I'm ready to drop uh, another, another threesies on Sunday. <laughs> Stop it. Can you give yourself a break? You got to put some space in between these. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We got I almost feel like you need to do a whole season and then do a threesies and then a season and then a threesies. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing. That's okay. Exactly what we're doing. Yeah. I think cool. that's exactly what we're doing. So I think that's a great plan. Yeah. So, you know, threesies close and boom, right into the frocking, right into painting right into franchise right yeah what a week what a week we had in the grotto talking about uh really getting down and dirty into to some of the mechanisms uh, mechanisms of franchise first of all we started out on monday by announcing all of the owners of the eight franchises right yes we did and wasn't that the most fun wasn't it didn't you feel like a hero it was cool. I mean, it was um, all the team or all the teams, all the ownership groups are like just legendary. So it's, they're all headed up by great people. But for those that, that weren't there. Okay. As we, as I went through and I announced the team and the ownership group, there were like cheers. There were, it was, it was like audible gasps and cheers and a lot of gifts and a lot of, a lot of emoticons. People were excited, man. They still they are. Um, and so that was just the, that was where I knew that 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 we've done it because it's one thing for the guys who are going to spend that amount of money to buy the franchises to be excited because they're like, yeah, I'm fucking spending a lot of money. This is a big deal. This is a big investment. This is this is major, right? But then when you got all the guys who didn't spend that money and they're still just as juiced and like. Oh my God, I can't believe that team. Wow, that's a super team. Oh boy. And those are all Doug's voices. Yeah. Um, but man, it was so fun. Like I it got me jacked. Well, it's like there's so many options too. As a player who's not an owner, you're like, you could be a free agent, you could get franchise tagged by the, you know, to stay on. You can not play for a team and just remain a free agent throughout the season and just prove yourself and kind of play your own game. So there's a lot of options there. Like you, you can play this and have a lot of fun without actually being a part of the team at the end of the day. Well, yeah. So, so the way, and that's what we talked about a lot over the last couple of days um, is sort of preparing people for this idea that, that not everybody's going to be on a team. Um, and that's okay. Are, it's okay. It's, it's really okay. Preferred. Some people are not going to want to be on the team. I started thinking, I don't even want to play. I just want to own. <laughs> um, there, there are going to be some people who 
this, their style of collecting, their style of trading, their style of selling really doesn't benefit a team. Right. Directly. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're the sort who likes to buy your stuff and then flip it, okay, um, you probably don't want to, your team's not going to be very happy with you because that's not going to count towards them getting their stuff. But meanwhile, all the teams will need to buy from those sorts of guys. So they become a valuable part of it all, right? So somebody who, who is literally, you know, hitting cards on the wheel, catching some holder utility, burn, burning and, and catching some stuff, and, you know, paying two Tez or four Tez or eight Tez, and then flipping them for 30, 40, 50. That's a, that's a great take. That's some nice, that's, that's good for them to, to make a little scratch, right? Um, but if you're on a team, chances are your team philosophy won't be, hey, let's see how quickly we can sell these things. Right. It's almost like let's sell them internally to our own teammates at just like a double markup or something, you know, whatever we agree to within the team. Whatever you're doing there. Yeah. If you're selling them between each other. Okay. Or if you're just lending them or if you're trading them or if you're trading for older stuff or whatever it is, everybody can have their own approach. Right. And that's the, that's the beauty of these franchises where we've got eight different franchises to start. And all eight sold, right? Pretty remarkable. Yeah. That's all seven existing plus the new unannounced franchise. Sold. Sight unseen. Take it. I'll give it to me. I'll take it. They don't they don't even know what it is. No, they don't even know what it is. Nobody knows what it is until it gets announced. Okay. Which it we won't see till the first card comes out. Oh oh one. I'm I'm actually debating this because of there's a part of me that feels like that ownership group should have, if nothing else, a private reveal or at least an idea of who they're going to be. So they, they need the branding stuff. Yeah. They can move into branding. But at the same time, Cleveland Baseball Club, Washington Baseball Club, or Washington Football Club, right? You yeah. can play without knowing who you are. Ratro's already started calling them the season nines. Have you noticed that? No, that's that's a good call, though. Yeah. And so $50,000 per franchise sold out of eight franchises. Remark? Again, again, biggest NFT project nobody's ever heard of. Also, the cheapest franchises you'll ever see because they're going up every time. They go up by 10% every season, regardless. Any, any new franchises and any unsold franchises. So let's just say... Uh, Season 10 comes out, so we got a new franchise, and nobody buys it. Okay, so you roll into season 11, a new franchise comes out. Now they would have two franchises, and they both go up. So it's 10% per season for every new franchise. Okay, that's the So estimate. we're talking 55 grand to... 60,100. Yeah, exactly. 60,500, 66,100. Okay, yeah. and on. Yep. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get expensive as you go. And then, of course, you're, you're a franchise owner. You own a stake in the NFTs. Um, but you know this. You'll be making everything over 50000 50000 is is my base price for a franchise. But every season, as those, those costs go up, okay, everything above 50000 is split equally amongst existing owners. Per their stake. Per their stake. 
Well, no, but existing existing franchise owners, ownership groups, owners. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you sell one yeah. for fifty-five, the five grand goes and splits between all the, the teams, eight, and then eight, they eight, split eight. it up into their pie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But if you start doing the math on that over time, you get to pretty substantial payouts. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, we're going to talk about about this uh, this idea of free agency. Okay. So right now, everybody that's in the grotto, for the last season and a half, they've been playing, quote unquote, for teams. Okay. Starting next week, okay, we're going to start moving them completely off of those teams. Um, there will be a, a, initially a, a draft, an expansion draft, and of course, all teams are going to be a part of that. So um, existing players can be protected uh, in, in sort of round by round. Okay. As, as teams, as players come off the board, new, new round of players gets protected. Um, that's optional. Uh, a team can decide to protect players that already play for them or not. Um, anybody who is allowed to declare themselves a free agent starting next week, right? At which point there can be, uh, you know, free agent discussions and bidding on, on, on players to, to come and you know, join teams, or they can just stay if they don't get picked. If they don't get taken as a free agent, they can they can stay without playing for a team like we just talked about, right? But the important thing is that new players who come in into the league, okay, we're opening up the doors to this whole project in ways that we never have before, right? Or at least not in many many seasons, right? Yeah. Um. And so we're going to open it up where anybody can come in and declare themselves a free agent. Okay. They pay a fee to do that. Um, it's sort of like buying their, their entry. Right. Yeah. So person. let me pause you there. So the yeah. people that will be currently free agents is anyone who was assigned a team previously. Those are the only people that can do the free agency for free. It's anybody who's in the grotto now. right now. Right now. Gotcha. And they don't have to um, pay that free agency fee because they're already in. They they don't. They, so here's the way this works. Okay. Everybody who's in can declare themselves a free agent for free. They don't pay any fee this season. Right. If, if they, if they are not taken. Okay. And they play this season as a free agent, they'll have to pay a posting fee for season 10. That makes complete okay? sense. Yeah. Now, so you get you get one one free entry basically, right? Or if you're taken, then you're good. You're a player okay? now. Yeah, at that point. You're a player, right? Now, there will be a grotto discount for that season 10. Okay. New players will come in and they'll pay the full amount if they're gonna, if they're coming from ex externally, they they aren't in the grotto, they haven't been playing, okay? Um, they'll be paying that that fee. It's it's nominal. It's less than most NFTs in the world. Yeah. Right. Two hundred bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're we're roughly going to say two hundred dollars. Okay. Um, and so you know, roughly to to maintain your free agency in season ten, if you're in the grotto, you're going to be paying a hundred, one hundred fifty around there. And now you're paying that fee in order to be in the eyes of the owners, right? Because you could play without being a free agent, period, but you could not get well, picked up from a team. Well, you can't get, but you also. You're you're just like we have grotto drops and non grotto drops, public drop, 
Mm -hmm. If you're not a free agent, you're getting very limited access. It's just like you're not in the drop. Got so they won't have access to the same forms for every drop. So you'll only have people that aren't free agents only have a couple times per season that they can even enter. Exactly. Gotcha. The same way way we've done it for a number of seasons now, right? You have limited access if you're external. Okay. But if you're in the grotto, you have all sorts of of drops. You've got not just the, the, the season chase and all of that, but you've got inserts and you've got discounted insert drops when we do those and you know just like just like in the the the, we just finished the march madness which we got to talk about right but with march madness there were four brackets three of them were only for grotto members one was available to grotto members and public it would be the same thing right so in other words of the of the 264 entries that we had for march madness only 29 were outside of the grotto yeah that makes sense. So in other words, this is going to be a way for people to come in in ways that the last time we had an open drop was season five. Subs. It's a long time ago, man. It's a long time ago. That was the first week of August. Yeah. So Cat Moms was walled off at that point, huh? Cat, Cat Moms was severely reduced. There yeah. were like grotto only drops, right? Um, by Cardinali, Cardinali, we shut down entirely. There was zero public, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's we went, we sort of scaled it. We, you know, if you look at it, um, Monsters was the last time we dropped to the public with a public drop with a, you know, on a platform. X's was the first time we did forms. Okay. Then you get to subs, okay? That's the last time that we just had public forms. Then you move into Cat Moms, and now you've got Grotto versus public. Then we had just Grotto, and then we had extremely limited public for eight. Yep. Right. And all along that, all along that way, if you talk about, you know, we go from like in in Series 3, like 25 habitual collectors, okay? to 40 habitual collectors, to 60, to 80, to 150, to 220, right? Um, And so, you know, right now we have 120 to 150 hardcore that literally just buy anything they can, Yeah. right? We've got 100 that will spend whatever it is that anything costs. Threesies, you know, uh, insert drops, even though, I mean, if you think about it, I was thinking about this, this week. Okay, first of all, here we are, we're in April. I yeah, did three the first one. I dropped, I dropped the first one. The first one. <laughs> um, I dropped threesies. Okay. On Tez, do you, do you know off the top of your head, Kitch, how many pieces I've sold on, well, like, like how many drops I've done in the calendar year of 2022 that I charged anything for? Shit. No, not off the top of my head. It's not many. The last three days of Threesmas, but even that, that was like a carryover from last year. Okay. But still, the last, last three days of Threesmas. And those right? were kind of pricey for you. For me, oh, for me, they were the very primary. Pricey. The yeah. last the, the last three were like 10, 11, and 12. Tests. Right. Dear God, Ooh, $48 or whatever it was. <laughs> okay. 
Then I do three Z's, it's an ETH drop, very pricey by my standards, still cheaper than most drops, okay? Sold out. Right, yeah, okay. We sold out uh, like, what, 70 ETH, I think? Something like that. Sounds right. 65 ETH maybe, I don't know. On 100 pieces. On 100 pieces, yeah. At, well, average average cost was 0.81, I think. So 81, 81 ETH, right? Um, of course, they've resold, you know, one and a half, two, two and a half, three, three and a half. So they've been okay. Two, only two are listed of 100. Only two are even. Both at three ETH. Yeah. Threes missed, which was a carryover. Then we do threesies, okay? The next thing I do is I drop the Super Bowl, okay? I just make 100 of them at 15 Tez for the entry into Mammoth Giveaway. And that was Giveaway the parking threesies. attendant, right? Yeah, parking attendant. Yeah. Okay. And there, if you don't if you remember, I gave away three Z's as the grand prize in that. Unbelievable. Okay. okay. Which is, you know, three ETH. Right? Who won that? Uh, B. Bernie 50. Okay. Okay. But not only did we, we gave away all told $60,000 worth of stuff during the Super Bowl squares. Yeah. I think I got a, um, I got a painted Dell Unser, I believe. The exact yeah. same one that I had. So I have two out of the three now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, that's a $700 card, right? And I paid 15 Tez and I got another yeah. card for it. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. And, and that's the thing. So most people didn't pay anything. Only 100 were sold at, at 15. But there were a thousand total squares given away during the week. Okay. So only 10% of the squares were even charged for that's right. How did can we talk about that? How did we give away those squares? That's such a weird time. I don't for some reason I, I black it out. Every day I had some quest or chance That's right. or participation. Okay. And we just gave them we just spin the quad sales. If you bought a quad, you get this many yeah. squares. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you bought a quad, you got like three squares. Okay. Yeah. If you um cleaned up a card nolly from Basilda. Right. Yeah. No, whatever. We just gave little, little like treasure hunts, little things. And then we'd also be like, Hey, who's in here? I remember the, the, that week I said, there's no schedule. I'll just randomly show up with an LFG. And if you're there and you're listening, we'll spin the wheel, give away 30 squares, 50 squares, whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and so we just gave away 900 squares. We sold a hundred inserts that gave you a guaranteed square in the, in the grand prize. But there was a swipe given away in every one of those. I gave away a grand total of 12 swipes, which are today 320 Tez each, right? Yeah. Gave away tons of Series 2s, tons of Series 3s, boatloads of everything else, right? Um, and so we, we, so far, I've sold about 1,600 Tez worth of stuff yeah. for the year, and I've Given away about fifteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. You've been very then, good in these. Was that well, Indiana so, Vault event, or was that all from you? That the vault? No, no. There was we um, we did some from the vault and some from me because the I, I basically took out about half of the vault and gave it away, and then I did um, the other half. I just paid out of my stuff, right? Yeah. And then we did Valentine's. Now, Valentine's, mm -hmm. we sold, sold 45,000 of them 
okay? At, they, at the time, about a dollar a piece, but 0.33 tests at the time. Tests was about $3, okay? So, you know, did I, I, I'm doing great. Don't you worry, don't ever worry about me, okay? But if we're looking at this, I've asked, if, if you were to buy one of everything that I sold, okay, you're at about 38 tests for the year. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, we gave away 60, 70, 60 or 70,000. Okay. We gave away another 20,000 during March Madness. Okay. Now, not everybody took it. That's, that was, that's the game, right? That's We've talked point. about that on here before, right? But we've been busy. With we've events. had a lot of events. events. We've had events the entire year. One per month. What's that? Yeah, every month. Every month. And we've barely sold anything, right? And yet we constantly look, look at this. I mean, I minted 264 one just for the, the March Madness, right? I mean, I mint stuff and we put it out there and we play with it. But this is just, this is what I, I think people aren't understanding because we don't talk about it, right? We Because they're not for sale to the public, most of this stuff, We I rarely tweet about it. Yeah. Now, we've got some social media now that talks about these things. But I think a lot of people have heard oh, about the grotto and that we're crazy and wild and nobody wears pants. And you might catch a finger here or there. Okay. All true. Whatever they say, whatever they say about us. Okay. Um, but I don't think they understand like the events and the, the constant um strategy and collection and gameplay and camaraderie and overall just like value that we deliver project to project to project to project because we, everybody only sees the public drops every couple months right so what when when you're getting into free agency when you're coming in and saying i want to be a part of the grotto okay you're getting access to all of that other stuff the but stuff that cost you five tests that you end up getting like three new cards that you didn't have before. Oh yeah. Oh, that's like on a, on a low end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, j just the fact that the insert mechanics have, have been, you know, only available to the grotto. I mean, you think about that, right? Yeah. They can't paint with those. They can't no. bid with those. They're not in here playing poker. They're not making bets on sporting events with us. So yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's so many aspects of this that people just still don't know about. And so now we start telling them. So the, the franchises will start telling everybody about all these things we do and start sort of not recruiting, but just saying, hey, come on in and try it. Um, you can't tell me of another NFT project that gives you a $200 entry and then asks you to spend <laughs> 5 to $20 on any drop. Would you I mean, consider this a, a, a game NFT universe, like a play to earn situation in a way? Well, so here's the thing. I, it's a game in the sense that it's a sport. Okay. There, there, there are elements of it that are truly, and this, you know, we talked about this the last couple episodes. This is all truly built to be a fully functioning professional sports league. Right. Yeah. Now, nobody realized that until the last couple of weeks when we started talking about it. Right. But genuinely, this the, the whole ecosystem here is driven around the fact that we're going to have people who are making a living playing for these imaginary teams 
playing in an imaginary baseball league. Right? It's awesome. But at the same time, it's very much an art project. It's 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 more of an art project than 99% of NFT drops, okay, which are all focused on a collectible with some sort of gaming mechanic, with some sort of you know community mechanics, some sort of chase, whatever, whatever it is. Okay, if you look at the volume, the huge volume is all about these collectibles, right? Every one of my people. I was going to say the, the other part that people don't harp on enough is like the, the community that you've built. We all play this game with each other. We collect together. And now it's even more so when we're on the teams and stuff. Like if you collect another artist, you don't really know the other collectors that well. Like you don't you don't do stuff together, you know, unless like they call everyone up and you have a big party. But that's like the extent of it, you know. Right. Yeah. Think about it. NFT only just happened last week. I didn't get to go because I was paying. Right. But. You have it's, we've seen it already in Basel and we saw it in we didn't go to East Denver, but, you know, we saw it in New York. Right. We know that at these events, the big projects have a party. OK. And people show up and it's the one time a year where they put faces to names. Right. Yep. The one time a year that they meet each other and they go, oh, wow, this is neat. Oh, we're, yes, this is great. We do that all year long right we also all talk together pretty much every day yeah it's not like i pop in the discord and you go oh when's the next project coming out and it's usually you know three to four months for these artists and like you just constantly have an event going and we're all in discord we live there and talk to each other all the time like you're saying it's like it's just a different vibe it really is and it's you know i I'm in some other discords occasionally. Yeah, I collect some stuff. I buy some stuff, right? I go in there. It's it's like a big deal when the artist goes into the discord. Right, because they're not there half the time. Half the time they're not there. They're in there to drop announcements. Exactly. It's a way to like and make sure that, like if you were to send that out in a tweet, maybe half the people get it because of the algorithm. But if you go into your discord and have an announcement, then yeah, everybody gets it. And that's what it's yeah. for. You're paying, hey, everyone. I'm going live in a bit and come on in. And then everybody goes because it's the only chance. I talk to every one of our collectors every couple of days. And like on the phone sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like I have some sort of running dialogue with everybody that collects. Yeah. Know your customer. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, I do know them over the, you know, we do just for people who are kind of going to be coming and they're new. There are questions on every form. They vary every day. And they give us a little insight into what sort of person you are. God, I can't wait to see what you're building with those answers to those questions, because I know it's going to be unbelievable. And we, we've been saying it. We say a lot of things that we talked about this last week, right? We say things, right? I tell you what's going to happen, and then everybody doesn't really pay attention. Do you remember going back to the beginning of the forums and I put little wacky questions on the bottom, and people are like, "What? Do I have to answer the questions?" I'm like, you don't have to do anything, but you probably should. Yes, you probably should. <laughs> well, we're coming close to a time when all those probably shoulds are probably going to mean something. Probably nothing. <laughs> So back to the franchises for a second, like 
I've got to uh, meet up with Joel B and um, EJG. I, I don't really know smoothies and uh, biscuit flippers role yet. Are they just, are they front office people or they have a stake in the, in the franchise as well? Okay. They have a stake as well. Small they're like my stakes. level? They're front, no, not, not they're, they're front office people who have a smaller stake. Okay. But they've already assumed roles, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, they have. They have. Okay. You, you got to get, yeah, you, and I, you know, I'm out here in LA. So those three. I'm out of the here. loop, man. I just, I think Jolby's very busy right now. I pinged him. He's very, he's very I'm, I'm he's trying to get busy. a meeting going just to get like our, our base stuff together. Like I want a mission statement. I want to be like a real business and like figure out what our roles and responsibilities are when it comes to analytics and recruiting and who we're reaching out to and that sort of stuff. I don't want to like, since I'm a minority stake, I don't want to go around and start poking and, and getting people riled up about who's going to stay on the NFTs or like who we're trying to poach from other teams. If I'm not on the same page as the majority owner, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm waiting on Jolby to make moves like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys can talk about, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, I'm, I'm in LA and uh, I was out with smoothie and, and there are a lot of conversations happening. Okay. There are a lot, there, it's fascinating. Some of the stuff that's being cooked up, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this: this is happening. Every franchise already is like, this is the week where they're starting to realize, oh shit, we should probably start like becoming an organization. Yeah, we should probably start thinking. And every one of them, I'm watching it all. Right, I'm watching all of it. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of positioning. There's a lot of reaching out. There's a lot of, you know, the subs have come up with new logos. Right. That's the thing. It's got my mind racing. I'm like, I feel like I'm behind. Am I still muted? I just feel like I'm so behind because people are making those sort of moves. And I feel like I just, I'm not in a position to do that yet. So I don't know. Well, and look, that's why you got ownership groups. Okay. And this is, I've also been telling people nothing is being, you know, it's not make or break it right now. It's nothing's being decided right now. It's just good to have some preliminary conversations to start getting some feel of things, um, putting heads together and figuring stuff out, right? Um, but yeah, it's there's it's kind of exciting. It is really exciting. So, like, what do you think is the you want to give everybody the rundown of like what the rollout's going to look like for free agency and stuff? I think you you kind of spit some off in the LFG the other day about how you thought this was going to play out. Yeah. So next week we're going to do some, some tutorials. Basically every LFG is going to walk us through some of the process. I, I laid a lot of it out, but we're really, really going to drill down and focus on, on what things feel like and what they look like and how, how you do them. Right. We'll be prepping for the follow. So next week is all tutorial. And then of course we'll, we'll, you know, do a, a run through like a, a resume of that. Uh, on the on the pod next week, right? Uh, we'll catch up and we'll, we'll we'll summarize everything. But we'll do these these tutorials, explain in depth a lot of stuff. Okay, obviously your your team owners are going to want to be around and hear that and sort of be able to pitch that to the their players as we go on, right? Um, the following week. Meanwhile, we're going to be defrocking Cardinale next week too, right? So cool. This is in tandem with that. That'll be fun. That's the thing. Usually we'll have multiple things going because some people, only people who have three Cardinale are going to be in the defrocking. Right. You don't like to leave everybody just out in the cold. So we usually have like multi-layered stuff going on 
where some people can be doing this and other people are doing that, right? Yep. But uh, everybody should be, you know, starting to tune in and get a feel for just structure around all this stuff. The following week, okay, is where we're going to have our expansion draft and our free agents offers. Okay. Is subs happening during that time or we're still on Cardinale at that point? We'll probably still be on Cardinale. Okay. Okay. Uh, my guess is that by this week, you know, the coming week and the following week, we'll get rid of Cardinale. Okay. Uh, def- defrocking them. Mm-hmm. We'll see them for, for who they really are. Uh, and then and then the following week, th- that third week, right, uh, we'll start painting X's. Subs. Our subs, pardon Let's just have it because yeah. the only thing we painted so far is X's, right? Um, but yeah, we'll paint our subs, okay? And again, only those people who have subs and have the right colors and have that all put together will be able to do that. So during that same week, because now we will have had our expansion draft and our, our free agent signings. So we'll have teams. You'll either be on a team or you'll be a free agent at that point. And is there a period during the season where you can still pick up people or drop people? Is there like cutoffs? Yeah, there is. So, so the way it actually works is the first chase, you can't add anybody. One through four to get five. One through five to get six. One through five to get six. Yeah. Yeah, The last three have been five to get six. Um, But if you do want, you know, it could be one to eight to get nine. We never know. Right. You never really know, but you're saying the, the first block, no movement. Okay. There's no movement. You get to play with what you have. Make the turn. Okay. Roll into uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 to get 12. Right. And then you can add wallets. You can pick up free agents. Anybody you pick up, okay, you're going to be paying a full salary to. Yeah. So you've, okay. you've mentioned this before. There's going to be a minimum, a league minimum salary. Is there a maximum to the number of players you can have? Or is it just kind of like, if you can afford to pay them, then pull in as many people as you want? If you can afford to pay them, then bring them on. So okay. so it's kind of like a real Keep franchise. You can, yeah, you can think about like, I can either stack this with talent and pay them really well, or we can say, listen, let's win a championship here, pay everybody the same league minimum, and just flood it with as many players as you possibly can and play the number game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, keep in mind that when it comes to, to, to your spending, okay, you're getting the, – the, the ownership have, have gotten the currency – well, the, the, the tokens that are going to be used to, to pay out salaries, right? If they spend out, if they spend them all, okay, they're going to have to figure out ways to get more of them to keep the paying for pay things in the future, right? I like the idea of paying everyone the league minimum like first time around and have bonus incentives around like, you know, if you meet these benchmarks, then, you know, you get paid out at the end. What, you know, like you can come up with whatever contract you want, I would imagine. The only structures that we have that I put into place, okay, are the minimum and that all offers are public and whatever the best offer is, that's who you, the free agent goes to. Yeah, you cannot, no backdoor agent deal cannot, nonsense. Free agent cannot decline a better offer. Okay. Also, keep in mind, like you just said, oh, well, what if you wanted to stack? Is there a limit to how you can stack? There isn't. But everybody that you're signing, 
okay? You're making a public offer, at which point somebody else could best that offer, okay? They so can poach your free agent at any point during that time well, at the end of the chain. During the time. So yeah. the moment, the moment, and we remember we did this, we, we, we did some dry runs on this. People didn't realize, you guys didn't realize why I was teaching the grotto, the free agent process. If you look back to October, when we had one day of free agency yep. on our two-week team event, right? That was fun, I by was, the way. And that was, this was is, that was light. One point. I was, but I was teaching and I was setting us up for franchise era and these, these mechanics. We got people who don't follow sports. They don't understand process like this, right? But the moment an offer kicks in, the clock starts ticking. So once an offer, a qualifying offer is submitted, meaning a league minimum, okay? Um, once it's submitted, the clock starts. At that point, anybody can come in, any other team can best that offer, okay? And it was Within how much time? Hmm? What's the we're clock? Probably do, we're probably going to do six hours. Okay, six so hours, and it doesn't really matter which time zone. Somebody, because the way we're spread out, okay, you've got ownership or front office, that six hours is going to let you do it. So let's play this scenario out, right? Let's say we're on uh, card 10, right? So we're in the free agency window where you can move and do whatever you want during the season. You see a player that you like, you give them a, a league minimum offer, six hour clock starts, and then other people could also grab that person if they wanted to. Let's say that there's a player on another team can you try to get them from that team to another no, team? No you, you trades. Can't, you can't, you, no, you can trade. Okay. You can approach the other team and say, I would like to trade for your player. And that can be whatever you want to, straight up or with inserts or with three penny, however you want to package those deals. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Again, all transparent. We'll have a trading form, okay? And they'll be basically, okay, Think of it as forms. You'll be submitting so that, and they'll be viewable by everybody in the league. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, we're we're not actually making it ledger, but we're gonna, you know, create an internal ledger, right? Yeah. Be an intra intra ledger, let's call it, right? <laughs> um, you know, there's no reason to pay gas for this stuff. No, right? I agree. Um, but for trading the, window, is it the same window as the free agency window, or can you trade throughout the season? So, so same thing, same thing. You're the first turn. Nothing. You're nothing. The only way you can add beyond what you've picked up in your draws, the spin the wheel, the daily drops, okay, is secondary. Okay. You can't go out and pick up more wallets. You can't go pick up anybody. One through five, in which gets you six, okay, is on your own. Makes sense. And you can start saying, oh, well, this guy had, you know, we've seen it. Somebody can have amazing luck. Somebody can just be on fire for three or four days in a row and hit three, four, five drops a day. Now you want that guy after the you first case. Yeah. Right? You want that guy because he's he might be the difference between fourth place and first place. One guy could catch fire like that. We've seen it. Meanwhile, so, your team your team can just get shut out. We've also seen that. Where like, and then you start playing differently, though. You make a franchise decision that's like, you know, maybe we – shut out one team and only help another team or like whatever, however you want to play it. But like, ah, there was another point I wanted to bring up, which was um, shit. I'm never going to bring that back. What were you just talking about? Well, I was just saying that, that, that you can, um, you're watching what other people are doing, especially in the free pool. Yeah. So with that point, 
when you go to say, I want to trade for this person, does that lock their wallet? They can't like dump all their stuff to their previous team before they come over to you, right? Like you're trading for them because it's a package. It's like, I want you and your wallet. I don't want you to dump your stuff and then come over, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, and keep in mind, if, if a player that you've obtained, whether it's free agency or trade or whatever, okay, does not honor their commitments to your team, they don't have to get, they don't get a salary. Breach of contract. Breach of contract. Okay. The benevolent God will decide. Yeah. Okay. So you, every, every team will have team policies and they'll say, look, you have to enter every drop. You got to do whatever it is. Yeah. This is what I was want to touch on earlier. Every team is going to run its own organization, its own way. Yeah. I'm thinking bonus payouts. Like you're saying, like entering a certain amount of drops, winning a certain amount of cards, holder utility, um, putting money into the vault. All these things will basically give you your salary at the end of the year based on bonuses. And maybe we run our first season like that and everyone gets minimum to kind of prove yourself. Like, yeah, you might have a stacked wallet, but let's see how well it works in the luck round. You know, like there's different ways to do it, but like I like that idea of everyone starting at kind of that minimum. Let's see how it all plays out and do it based on bonuses. But that's not completely up to me. So I, I'm just kind of spilling my beans right now. Yes, you are. You're just <laughs> so if anyone's a free agent looking to come to the NFTs, that might not be the uh, the payout schedule. So take that with a grain of salt. That's just an idea. Right. That just just spitballing here. Just yeah. spitballing for the sake of the pod. Yeah. So you've told everybody how the like, free agency is going to be working over these next two weeks. Can you tell the people that maybe not um, – that aren't intimate with the grotto, how you compete and win the series. Certainly, certainly. So it's going to be structured around the way we've done our drops basically since day one. Okay. Um, but every day in a series, okay, we do drops on Monday through Thursday during a season. Okay. Usually a season, the, the, the base card portion of that season. Okay lasts for two weeks okay that's pretty much the standard we've settled into that could always change okay we don't know until they're announced the structures are announced okay they're announced on day one because then you can start planning all of your drops and how you what you got to chase and what you're going to need to finish stuff but the way it works is you drop on monday tuesday wednesday Numbers 001, 002, 003. And then usually we do a two for Thursday, double drop Thursday, 004 and 005, right? You you have a number of ways that you can enter. There are a number of different drawings for every drop, okay? Some are for holders, okay? If they hold that specific number of a series, okay? So if we're going to do drop 001, everybody who owns a 001, from any previous series is entered into that drop. Okay. Only that, only if you have a 001 or you own a series one, which gives you entry into every single drop. Okay. There'll also be burn mechanics. So you can burn either old base cards to guarantee yourself slot, or you can burn inserts to get the insert draw. Okay. Different pieces that are held. Uh, we have swipes and we've got quads. Okay. Typically, uh, we'll get insert or get get draws for every every base drop, and then we've got the public and we've got the vault. So, you know, there's like seven draws, right? 
bunch of different ways that you can you can win the chance to buy the card. All of that is done by registering via a drop form and saying, I'm in, count me in for all of this, let's rock and roll. I Basically, you're saying, I'm in, I'm committing to buy as many as I hit that day. Which on the first day is usually one Tez. It's every single drop, it has been one Tez. And I've declared a number of times over the years that number 001 of every series will always be one Tez. And you won't go over 20. Right. I will not go over 20 for a base. We haven't gone over eight for a base in lots of series, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we keep it very, very, very cheap, um, which is why we got such great returns, right? But well, only 16% to you and 84 to the collectors, but yeah. you know, are we 16 to 84 right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that 16% does very well for me. I'm a very Keeps you alive, you know, it does. Um, but when, when it comes down to it, you have all of these different mechanics and different draws on a given drop and that, and drops get repeated every day like that. So in the past, we even went last season when we had when we had a, a, a run through uh, where we sort of got a feel for what it was like to chase a, a championship as a team. OK, uh, even there, it was really just sort of chase cards. And at the end, the total awards, that's all that counted. Well, going into franchise era now, every single drop is like a day is like a game in baseball. Exactly. OK, so we're going to have all of the, the teams competing every day and the team that receives the most drops that is, their names come up the most time on that spin collectively as a wallet. Okay. Whichever team comes up the most wins that day. And what there's one winner. So in season nine, we'll be playing with eight teams, eight teams plus free agents, right? Free agents cannot win those prizes. But it'd be oh, fun to see, like, oh, they would have won today, you know? Like, if the free well, agents yeah, were all one team together, yeah. I would imagine that every day that the free agents would have won. Yeah. Right? Um, which should give you an idea of, like, yeah, maybe I should be on a team because what they'll be winning will be winning three pennies. Yeah. Right? There's a bucket of, of the utility token that drives all of this economy available every day. It's prize money, right? Yeah. And so... So the teams, one team every day, and then at, at the turn with the, the chase, so you go one, two, three, four, five to get six. Six now, okay, is another bucket of three pennies that gets awarded. So that's like first half of the season. Yeah. Okay. And there's, you get a chase award card for completing one through five, right? But you also get now an even larger bucket of three pennies. Then you do the second chase, same thing. There's a chase at the end. Okay, every day is, a, is, is an entry. And then you've got a chase. Then we have another chase, typically. And then we have the final award. The final so award maybe, means that you have like one through 13 and you get 14 for free or whatever. Exactly. Right. Okay. One through 14 gets you 15 is what we've been doing lately. Yeah. Right. And so if you get that, that means you completed the whole series. That's quite an accomplishment. It's hard to do. Not many. I've done it do. once. And you've been playing very hardcore since since season four. Coders, I have all but one card, and that's because you made it very difficult to get that last card. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, to get 14, you've got to really be willing to go. What was the one you won? Did you win subs? 
Uh, yeah, I have all the subs. I have the subs award. And then I also, um, I actually do have the Raphael, um, the 15, four coders, but 14 went to, I think, uh, FOMO boy. We kind of did yeah, so some just, work to get them both. Yeah. Okay. So you did, you did get 15. So, so that subs one, you had to burn some major cards. You had to burn dad to bees. Yep. Right. I did. I think uh, I did the two, two of the medium did. tier. Yeah. Right. So that's right. Current day pricing. That's almost 200 tests. You know, there were, a couple that's not bad. There were way more than I think. Oh yeah. 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 Cause they were in play. Right. Anytime something comes in play, expect that to triple in price minimum. Yep. Right. Um, and so that, that's the thing. Usually there's like a hard chase to get the 14. So all of these chases, okay. And all of the daily, that's like the season. That's like, you know, you're, you're stacking it up, but then the champion is the one that gets the most award cards. Right? So, so the daily games that you play is just for three pennies. And then whoever wins the season is whoever gets the most chases. So it doesn't matter how many day, like how many times you've won throughout the season. Right. It, it doesn't matter how that, that you've won throughout the season necessarily. Uh, if, if that doesn't result in you getting, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine if you, the, well, the thing to, to consider, okay. The, 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 the payoff on all of the daily competitions, the daily games, that's only based on what you hit from your draws. Mm-hmm. Not, Not secondary. secondary. Right. Okay. And so, and not what you pick up like in the, in the second half of the season when you can bring on free agents. So you're going to have all those, the, you know, all their new wallets. Yeah. Only what hits when they're on your team. Right. And so, um, that's the one thing, but when it comes to chases and all of those things, obviously you can go get secondary and you do that. So we're going to have some twists to what we've done in the past. Okay. That you'll see where there's going to be some elements of quantity beyond the wheel. Yeah. That, that will factor in to your championship and factor into the chases. Okay. But the, the championship the overall winner for the season, okay, is given uh, every player on that team receives a painting that only the champions can get. Another reason to keep your team smaller. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. The smaller the team, the lower the addition, the rarer the card, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the, that's one of the hard things is how, how do you keep it, keep it small while delivering on the most – Wins in the most. Yeah, there's a lot of strategy here. A lot of strategy. Yeah. If you were to put 70 or 80 players on your team, addition is going to be 70 or 80. That's not going to be that rare of a ring. It's going right? to be like a 003. Right. And so, so yeah, there's a lot of dynamics there. Okay. But theoretically, if you did that, you should be winning a lot of three pennies during the games. So let's talk about three penny for a second. Do you know total volume? Do you know how you're originating this coin? Or I do how it's going to be used in the future. Like I do, and it's a utility token, it's not a coin. Uh, but I do, I do know. Okay, I'm just not familiar with tokenomics and like how all that stuff works. So I'm sure we're in good hands. I just I don't know a whole lot about the utility of it yet. But that's future, and we can't talk about it. Right, it's future utility. I have not announced it yet. Okay, but there's plans before the season starts to kind of dive into that a little bit. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As we as we learn things next week, okay, and as we get ourselves ready for a draft, and this is what I've been talking about. Some people have been saying, well, I need to know how many three pennies that I have to work with. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't right now. Because all the teams are the same. It doesn't matter. They're, they're all the same, and they'll all have the same. So theoretically, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, right? There will come a time where you need to do the math on what a minimum salary is, okay, and how that affects how many players you think you're going to have, okay? When the time comes, that will all be there. But for me to announce that now, it, it would not make any sense because we still have a lot of things that people have to learn how to do. Yeah. And they would be clouded by silly math. It yeah. doesn't matter in the, in the grand scheme. Okay. That makes sense. The, the numbers are all built so that it makes sense. I've told, I've told you from the get go, franchises will have enough three pennies to run five seasons if they never made a three penny back. That's phenomenal. That's, it's like you're giving us 50 grand worth of utility tokens back. It's like, like it was a free franchise at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. More than that. I mean, I would imagine because of the, the, the chances at, at, at making three pennies and, and eventually we'll talk about that on the pod of the ways that you can make three pennies beyond just gameplay and salary. Right. Ooh. But, but, but yeah, we, we're not, we're not talking about that yet because no, we're, that's there's exciting. A, we don't dump everything out because we need to sort of, Sit with it. We got to learn some stuff. It's a lot to unpack. I mean, we've been learning how to do this for a while now, just playing on the teams. We don't even know who won our like dry run for the coder season yet. And I don't know if you have plans on releasing that news at any point, but that was based on the same thing, right? However many chases you ended up getting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you're not going to tell us. (laughs) I don't mind telling you that it's the Cardinale. How's that? Well, we know that, but second, third place. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, then. You know what? Second place is a set of steak knives. Okay. Are they Ginsu's? <laughs> no, they're not even <laughs> Ginsu's. I don't really know if that's a knife brand or not. It, it is from before your time. Okay. Is that like a door-to-door knife thing? It was a door-to-door knife thing and then an infomercial thing. And... Uh, yeah, it was just branding. They were really shitty knives, but he's cut shoes with them and then sold yep. them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never bought one. But um so so yeah, so we we we've got a lot going on in the franchise. One just real real quick on a recap, we did complete the final four. You know, the championship was was Monday, the final four was Saturday. And we had our winners. great game, by the way. UNC Duke, just like we wrote it up, like it was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Unless you're a Duke fan, um, who is gross? Hey, I told you, my uncle was the captain of the Duke wrestling team. You know, I we we are we are a Duke family. My whole life, I didn't realize until very recently. I didn't realize how hated Duke was. Yeah, well, sorry for your loss. <laughs> it's the way it, you know the way that I hate the Yankees. Okay. Like, I get it now that Yankees fans are like, why do you hate me? <laughs> That's how I feel as a Duke fan. Like, why would you hate me? I'm a good kid. <laughs> and they're like, That's why we hate you because you're fucking good. Kid. Um, and so, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, we, uh, we, we made it through all 63 games. Okay. Uh, we had the opportunity to give away 21 prizes per, 
Um, this is off the top of my head because I really didn't tally the last ones, but I believe, I believe of the 86 total possible prizes, we only gave away 32. Sounds about right. A lot. A lot of people deferred and said, I'll keep gambling. We had people in the end gambling away series twos worth, you know, the ones I had in there were Balte, 325, Mad Dog Jones, 333, Buck Render, what, 600, I think, and Blau, 1,000. Okay. Those are the four that could have been won. And we ended up only giving away two of the series twos. One in the championship uh, bracket decided to keep their series two. The other three risked to go for the one-on-one. So two people made it all the way to the end and risked and then didn't end up with a prize. Okay. They got to keep their insert. They didn't have to burn their insert. Okay. On the, the, the consolation side, which you had to work all the way through and defer and defer and defer and stick around and stay there long enough. Uh, the four made it for series threes guaranteed. Two took them and then two risked it. One won a series two. So one went home with nothing. All that time, and they made, they went home with nothing. But I'm I gotta do a little little math. I'll do it after I after I get back from LA and find out exactly what what number of people, like how many different people won prizes and how many different people claimed them. Right. It'd be very interesting to see. I want to see that too. So you're saying the consolation prize ended up two people got a series three. One person got a series two, one person got nada. And then on the winner's side, how many people took away something? One, per, one person got a series two, three people deferred, and one person got a series one. So, or rather, a one of one. A one, one of one. one. Yeah. So, so one, one person got a one of one, one got a series two, two got nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that one of one is going to be so fun. Like the, the painting on it is, is going to be fun. Now, that's the, that's the full on winner of this entire March Madness tournament. Who actually right. won that one of one? Jacob Cohen. Jacob Cohen. That's a newer entry to the grotto, right? Um, they came in uh, right before season eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fairly new. And they, they, they played for season eight. They Their very first purchase was to buy 500 insert oranges on Black Friday. Beautiful. You never enough yep. inserts. Yep. Very cheap, right? Yeah. Spent 100 tens. Okay. Played all of that dynamic of what you keep, what you burn, how, what, you're, what you're combining, and how many you're taking. And when you're cutting it up, we cut up all those pies, right? And I think they ended up with about 460 inserts. Wow. Right? Speaking of inserts, but, there's Valentines sitting out there that are drop price from you. Like, I don't know how they're not getting eaten up. And before I release this podcast, I will have swept the floor on Valentines. <laughs> worth it i mean you're gonna need them you, that's that people aren't people have forgotten people right now in the grotto have forgotten how much they're going to need those pinks especially because there's so many now so a lot of people are going to be entering the vault draws with those they're going to burn down pretty quick but there's so many so you have to play you have to play the vault at this point they're too cheap not to if you're going to throw a dollar in the vault you might as well throw three inserts in every time at least like that's one tez yeah exactly exactly until the hidden utility is announced and somehow all those valentines play in and you need one of each valentine to claim something uh it's not hidden utility it's just unannounced utility yeah same thing future utility yeah 
and um, let's 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 talk about that real quick because we, we announced it, we talked about them, okay? But the highest count, okay, has the most utility, and the lowest addition size or lowest count has the least utility at all times, right? No way. I, I've, said day, I've said this since day one. I said it on the forums. I explained this. The lowest addition size has the least utility. Because they weren't given to that many people. Because it's about giving. Exactly. But if you look at prices that they've sold for, the highest editions have sold for the cheapest. The offers that are out there that are being taken are the cheapest. And the lowest editions have sold for the most. I think at last time I checked, 30 Tez was the highest price paid on secondary for a single Valentine's. Did you know that there was, the, there's an addition, the door gang one, 2,700. The floor price is 69 Tez on it. Yeah, because only door gang holds them and they're not taking any offers. And the door gang is saying, they're ours and you've got to pay us 69 Tez if you want one. Door gang is, is, is a group of collectors uh, they play at a very high level in the ETH space and they come over to Tez because of our project pretty much um, to learn Tez and, and play around. And they, they're they very serious about what they do. So it's interesting. And they're, they're, they're a franchise owner. Dorgang bought, uh, bought the coders. Dorgang owns uh, the coders. So it'll be yeah. interesting how they play, right? It is very interesting to see how everyone's going to play because I... Like the first season is going to be very different. And then the second season, everyone's going to try to emulate something that another team did and integrate that into their franchise. And I think it'll just continuously do that to the point where everyone's trying something new every year until they figure out a formula that works. You think so? And, and so why wouldn't it be that some teams decide we play Cardinale style baseball, we play coder style baseball and if you you know and that's what we do and we do it well and eventually we're going to win our championships because we believe that we have the best philosophy let's prove it i mean i don't i don't know that every every year you're just chasing your tail and chasing other people's moves and figuring stuff out and pivoting and don't you want a little bit of continuity that'd be nice yeah Let, now let's let's talk about something maybe maybe people won't understand and and, and haven't really thought through okay uh, as far as seasons go. So we just talked about a season lasting two weeks of base cards, but most people don't realize because they're not in the grotto and they don't understand all these events, all of the stuff that we've been doing since the close of, of, of season eight base cards have been season eights, all inserts. Okay. All big drops, Valentine's. Okay. Wow. However, they're, they're season eights. Okay. Anything that happens until the next season starts counts towards that season. Right now, when it comes to base card championship, which is sort of the big leagues, it's the, the focus of, 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 of all the competition, right? That's, that's cut and dry. That's a two week season. We know how that plays out. Okay. But there will be team events. There will be team approaches. There'll be reasons that teams do inserts a certain way during insert drops, during insert series chases, right? So you're playing. Now, you'll get paid 
your three pennies at the completion of the regular base series. Okay. You don't get paid until you've completed that, 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 uh, the time frame, and your team has decided that yes, you did what was asked of you. you. You did the minimum that was required of you, and every team will decide what that is when you start playing for them, right? Um, and so you you don't get your three pennies up front, and every team will have their own policy and their own approach to what happens to the three pennies that are won on a daily basis. Yeah. That's not for me to decide how that's done. So some teams will, you know, take them and immediately distribute them to all their players. Some teams will just lock them up as part of the team ball. Okay. Some teams may say that only the owners get them. Some teams may say that only the players get them. I don't know. That's whatever policy comes up. The way this is set is I always expect the teams and the owners to work towards the overall good of the league. Okay. That's expected. Okay. Uh, I expect everybody to enjoy themselves and get along because we do. I mean, we're, we don't have beefs in the I mean, I, I might have more beefs with, with bad actors and such or external factors. Um, but the idea is enjoy yourselves, play together, learn together. Okay but every team is going to run. It's very much your franchise. It's very much you run things your way. The rules that I put in place uh, are, are pretty minimal to allow a lot of leeway in, in running an organization the way you want to do it. If, if there's ever a moment where I feel I need to step in and say, hey, well, you know, let's look at what this is doing for the overall good, we'll have conversations. Yeah. But for the most part, like, that's what I'm saying. I think we can see eight very different styles and approaches to the way that games are played and rewards are given out and just overall strategies. I, I could see us making actual contracts that people have to sign. I happen to know of one team that's doing that. Yeah. And I employ my wife for that one. I'd love to write up a contract for us. Love it. Oh, boy. Anything uh, else we need to touch on? I don't think so. I think, you know, we've got, like I said, we, we started out by talking about the threes, but that's a really um, amazing project, you know. Just just to touch on it one one last time, we did talk about it a little bit in episode one, but we talked a lot about, about a lot of stuff. Maybe a lot of people, it was their first time listening, and there's, you know, a lot thrown at them. But as they're maybe getting a little more comfortable listening to some more stuff, um, basically... I took a generative collectible project, okay, and did it entirely physically, entirely generatively, in that I, I let the algorithm decide what I was doing, which traits I was doing, painted them all, put them out there. Each of the traits reference threesomes past, right? Reference other series, other teams, other players that we've we've come to know and love, okay? So they're familiar to those that are in the threesomes ecosystem, okay? But each of those traits has utility. Some of them have been announced. The only one that have been announced so far is Cardinale, okay? But some of them have been announced. Others have not. They will be announced over time, okay? But as you use these traits, as you claim their utilities, okay, is where it gets a little wild. And that you'll connect your wallet, unload that, that NFT, we'll take it back, okay? I will repaint and we'll give you a placeholder 
right? While your 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 card's being transitioned, okay? I repaint the aspects or the, the attributes that are being changed. Remint and put it back through. Well, it's not remint, but it's IFPS or IPFS, whichever one you prefer will get changed. Um, and, and, and so it's a living, breathing, physical painting which the player is deciding how they want to change it. And I'm painting it according to that. At the same time, any point during, there'll be windows where you can claim the physical card, the physical painting in its current state. So if it's untouched and you haven't used any of the utilities at all and you claim it, you get it just as I originally painted it. If you're using utilities and you're changing it out and you decide to take it, you'll get it as it's now whatever utility has been taken off of whatever attributes, okay? If you take it out of the ecosystem, the NFT disappears, it gets burned. It no longer has future utilities in NFT, okay? You cannot use it towards chases. We've already announced that if you collect one through, the drops one through nine, that you will receive 10. So if you burn away two or one to claim the physical, the only way you could still be on that chase if you were to pick up another, if you had multiples. Right. There's a finite window for the burns. So you cannot say, well, I'm going to get one through nine, pick up 10, and then I'm going to burn. But I'm going to be announcing today a further what? element. What? And that is the only way to get 10. Okay. We talked about NFTs. You have to collect NFTs in drops one through nine to get the 10 NFT. The only way you can get the 10 physical is to have burned and collected the physicals of one through nine. That's the only way to get the 10 physical? Yeah. Woo! No one will do that except one crazy person or something. So think about that though. I think I know what I'm gonna do and it's probably that I messed up and only got one of the first drop because I'm an idiot. But on the second one, obviously whitelisted as a 33 owner, probably can win another whitelist spot like I did last time. Mint two this time. And for God's sakes, burn one of those fuckers for the physical. And that way I have one physical and I can continue with the chase. But at some point I need to get two and, and burn one to have a shot at any physical ever. So, you know, there are 33 members who then hit multiple whitelists last time who have multiples. That could be, you have two 33 holders who have two each. It's going to be Ratro, a lot harder to pry them out of those rich people's hands than just buy another one off the, you know. Ratro, no, no, but what I'm talking about is anybody who has multiples could position themselves to burn out one through nine. Oh, right. And still have an NFT for one still through have nine. an NFT. Yeah. If you had two of each series, you could pull that off. So what you're hearing from me today, talk about some alpha. You know, this is this is a, a pod which is meant for our newcomers. It's meant to teach some of the, the, the ins and outs, uh, spend some time walking through them, talking through them, because it really is best to discuss it, right? It's obviously best to, to play it out, but you only get certain amounts of time to play things out. You got to talk through before you learn, right? But even for our more established people, they should be listening to this pod 
because I'm just dropping the alpha that there will be future utility on the physical paintings. I just said it right there. If you burn to collect the physical in one through nine, you get the physical of 10. The only way you can do that, okay, is by burning that. So you could either only go physicals or only go NFTs or do both. I One of each, yeah. You, ah, boy. Ugh. And remember, remember, I do not sell the physicals. Threesies is your only, only opportunity so far to buy them from me, right? And I don't have, I don't have any plans to just start selling my physicals. I've talked about it in the past that that could be an exit point for all of us, okay? If we reach such heights that we had big, you know, Christie's or Sotheby's or Phillips uh, auction, uh, right now, you know, Christie's is really big on making these digital artists make a physical. Yeah. Right? Guys who are not, they don't produce physical work. And then they're having to, you know, contract people out to make their physicals or having to figure out how to make their physicals. Well, guess what? I'm one of the few NFTRs that every one of my NFTs is a physical. Okay? I can't there's, wait there's to see like six foot by eight foot frame with a card right in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We heard it here. I dropped a little alpha. I am working. I mean, I'm already put it into play right there. Okay. But we're going to look at ways. Okay. For physicals to have future utility yeah i wonder how that works so like when you burn you burn the nft to get the physical is there any like um a leftover artifact that proves that you own a physical at that point or you gotta kind of figure that out how do you you call the physical (laughs) there's i need my utility you gotta like show it up to the camera i've still got it well it takes you into a very high tier right chances are Chances are, if you're out there playing at that level, okay, that you have met me in person, have come to a real-life grotto, okay, have a 33, right? Chances are that you're KYC like a motherfucker. You, you think Coffee G is going to be the first person to own a physical painting of yours? No. Somebody bought a physical painting. Oh, really? Yeah. Thought you said you weren't selling them. I don't sell them anymore. Oh, gotcha. I, I I offered them. If you look back at early at early descriptions of early mints, it says contact me. For the physical? Yeah. And so people did. People reached out and they said, I want a physical. And I said, okay, this is how much. And they said, okay, great. And then they didn't pay. And people said, I'd like a physical. And I go, okay, this is how much. Okay, great. And then they didn't pay. And one person fucking paid. And one person has a physical, a series two physical. Is it an artist? It's a painting. No, it's not an artist. Fuck render wanted to buy his own. Multiple times we agreed to a price. Multiple times he said yes, and then he never did it. And he waited too long, and now I won't sell that. I certainly won't sell it for the prices that we were discussing in the past. It's not for me to, to talk about how much, 
I'll tell you this, this person is very active in the grotto and they own a physical, they have it framed. They asked, you know, they learned how to frame it. Originally they were like, so can I just put this in a top loader? <laughs> no, no, you cannot. This is not just a baseball card. It's now a painting. Okay? Will you tell us which painting? Sure, I'll tell you. It's X copy. Oh, uh, I actually think I know who, the, who has this. Well, there you go. I've actually gonna, been. I was sworn to secrecy a while ago, and I forgot about it. That's how secret it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, I sold that. I'm not going to say how much. Okay. I won't no say need. Too. But if they're they're free to tell everybody, or what okay. services were rendered. Well, there are no services rendered. It was. Let's just put it this way. Worst sale I've ever made in my life. <laughs> to say, if you sold the X copy at all, you you got out bad on that end of the deal. The price that I I accepted for that thing. What I a nice guy. Of, I wouldn't get out of bed for that for five minutes. I would wet the bed <laughs> if that's all that, that was out there. I think the one that could draw a very high price is Joe Alpha Matano, whatever the fuck his name is. Malpatano, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th I mean, look, I think Godzilla. You, you want Godzilla, that one though. You want to keep that. To, to sell it at auction. I painted it. I want somebody else to have it. Okay. I want everybody. I want somebody to have all of my pieces. I love the monsters. I really love the painting on them. I love Don Blassengame. I love Chuck Hinton. Love them. Like I'm very proud of those paintings. They should but be sold as a lot. I think they should be a lot, you know, or it's just like, well, that's the these point. are all, all the monsters. They're on gallery. Like this is, this is the thing about my work, right? It can, it can be collected and displayed like that as a, as a team, as a right. series in ways that, or just as a collection, you can get, you know, five, 10, 15 of them and make an amazing, amazing display situation. Oh my God. Could you imagine you just have nine cards, you know? Yeah. I, I have about 750 in my fucking house. <laughs> oh my Believe God. me. I, I went, I even told you this. I keep them in, in glassine envelopes, right? You've seen. I've seen the envelopes, yeah. Um, I ran out and I couldn't get them. And there was like a, like a, maybe it was a logistics thing, right? A, a you talked to... Collect or die. <laughs> no. But but I, I ordered them and they kept getting fucking stolen. Like I they would be the delivered package? and I would never get them. Yes. My goddamn downstairs neighbor, there's like photograph in a snowstorm of them placed like in his like foyer, right? Like there's a there it is. And I never got them. You didn't fucking tell me that they arrived or anything like that. And so anyway, I finally I had so many paintings. I had so many paintings. It's just like you can't stack. You know, you got to be careful with their paintings, right? But I just had them. Every like, surface of your house. Every surface. Praying the ceiling doesn't fall in. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, finally, about two weeks ago, I got a thousand new glassine envelopes. Very happy. But yeah, yeah. In fact, I didn't even have enough for all the threesies for a little while. I was That's I was cannibalizing. Look, look, I was cannibalizing older ones. So I'm yeah, taking the raw them dog, out. Period. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. No, I literally just 
had too many. In fact, I'm trying to decide how. Do you remember in Miami how I displayed? I love that. I think I'm going to do that for Sunday. I really like it. I'd like it. You, you can see them all. No one has to touch them. Right. I think that um, makes the most sense. I am. I am going to have security uh, there to you know make sure you stay keep your drinks away, stay away. You know, can't go near them when because somebody you, bumps at you. And you, you know, it's cheaper than security. A velvet rope. No, you want to be close, but but there's no touching them. I've touched them. You have? No, of course. Why? Because you got a 33 and you went to an in real life grotto. And I washed my hands. Yeah. See, I'm just talking about fucking perks. Talk about that. That's, I mean, come on. I mean, being a 33 holder, like multiple in real life grotto moments where I've been pulled aside, where other people who were there were not allowed to see what I saw. Pull as many cards out of the sleeves as possible. Take a look at them. I, I saw threesies before they were out. Like, maybe not completely finished, but you could see what the fuck was going on there, and it was amazing. And I, I've held Joe in my hand, and it's to see the textures and to see the like the layers that have been put on it. Like the the photographs try their best to do it justice, but it's just not the same. Like I can't wait to have an actual physical. Yeah. No. It's. It's fun. It's for, for what we do and what we what we as a grotto have come to, to understand that, that, that it's important to us. It's it's really something to to realize that these are actual paintings on actual baseball cards. <laughs> They're small. You're not buying cardstock and making them look like baseball cards. These are actual baseball cards that you had to pay money for, regardless of how much it was. But you have to source these for a lot of them. Yeah. You know, you do an entire series, right? They're all on the same, like, uh, you know, the the time frame of that team or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, if, if I say that it's a 1974, it's a 1974. Right. If I say, you know, a 1961, it's a 1961. We, we've, we've got multiple cards that are over 60 years old that I've been painting on. And I've painted on older than that. Honus Wagner. Put some I, I get asked often, like, when, when am I going to paint like a big car? When am I going to paint over a Mickey Mantle? That that seems like sensationalism. That's like I don't think that needs to happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not. That's that would just be like. That's not my style. You know that. I it, it, I would paint over a mantle if it made sense for me to paint over a mantle, but not because wow, I can't believe he he painted over an expensive car. Ugh. That's like a look at me move, and that's not what you're about. Exactly. Have I ever been a look at me? No, that's like a Banksy thing. Well, that's because you didn't go to the pack uh, dance party at NFT in No, that sounds fun. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. All right. Um, you got any questions for me? You got any last? Uh... No, I think I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, roll into free agency, do our tutorials next week, and uh, figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Try, hopefully meet up with Jolby. You know, you know what we have to do? We've got to say, you know what? If you enjoyed this podcast, I can barely pronounce it. But if you enjoyed this, could you could you review it and like give it a thumbs up or whatever you do? Yeah, subscribe, review, rate. We appreciate all that. Gets eyes eyeballs on it. We start I mean, trending. And also, just look if, if you're if you're interested in threesomes as a project. Okay, the more people that are interested in it, the more valuable your stuff becomes. So it really is. And this is, we've talked, this is hard, right? Because 
for the longest time I issued all of this, but it's if, if for me to deliver on what I'd like to deliver for the collectors, which is continued growth. Okay. And continued trajectory like we have. Okay. As we get bigger and, and it's going to take that much more to do it. Right. Which is going to take us expanding. And that's why we do this now. We do this not because we look, everybody knows I love the sound of my own voice, but that's not why we do this. We do this to really take a deep dive and explain to those that don't really understand what we're doing yet. And so the more people that see it or hear about it, more chances you have once you're in of taking it further. So that's why we're saying smash that like button. Like, and subscribe down below. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks a bunch. This is a good one. Um, And we'll, uh, we'll see everybody uh, that's coming to LA. We will see you. Uh, at the party, if you don't have an in, in, invite or instructions, just reach out to me or Kitch or somebody. We'll get them to you. And um, otherwise, we'll see everybody on Monday at LFG. I'm out. Peace out, guys. Bye.